Hi, my name is Jameson. Welcome to the Unexpected Experts Podcast, a show where we dive into the vast spectrum of human knowledge and the ways that our experiences make us experts in unexpected ways. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, welcome to another episode of Unexpected Experts. This week, I have a good friend of mine, Amanda Iskis. Um, she is a newborn photographer, uh, family photographer, maternity photographer, the works. She's she's done anything and everything behind a camera. Um, and I'm, I'm really thrilled to have her on this week. We had a great chat just about um, her starting up her own photography business from the ground up, getting everything built herself, the whole process that she went through to get everything uh, to the state that it's in and all of it. And then she's got three kids in there too. So, you know, there's no shortage of things that she's working on or doing or putting out fires around all of it. So we, we talked about anything and everything about this. Um, it was a really great conversation and uh, I can't wait for you to hear it. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention as well is that this show is a totally solo project. So I'm I'm the only one doing it. I'm the one scheduling interviews and doing the recording and doing the editing and the social media and all that. So if there's some value that you've gained from listening to this show for the last little while that I've been putting it out, um, head over to Patreon. Um, it's, it's a good way to support what I'm doing and the little creative thing that I'm putting out into the world. Um, and a little help goes a long way, honestly. So head over to patreon.com slash unexpected experts. I got three different tiers in there. Um, and at each tier, you can get access to an exclusive patron only podcast that I'll be putting out as well. Um, so I have one episode of that recorded and, uh, and then I, I want to get some more in there as well and uh, start creating extra content for the people that are willing to pay for it and to help support this show um so thank you so much for checking that out um it really does help a lot and it really does mean a lot to me as well um being a, a solo creator so i won't uh i won't take up any more of your time without any further ado here's my episode with amanda hey everybody welcome to another episode of unexpected experts this week i've got my friend amanda on the podcast amanda Iskis. Uh, Amanda is an Alberta native. She's the oldest of four siblings, like myself. Whoop, whoop. Uh, the wife of one of my oldest friends, actually. Um, and I, I had the great honor and pleasure of emceeing your guys' wedding, which was super fun. Um, she's a mother to three incredible, spunky, charming, wild, and hilarious girls, which I'm sure we'll definitely talk about in here. Uh, she is a local photographer and entrepreneur who built her own business from the ground up, starting with newborn baby sessions. Uh, she's done a lot of family photography and has even started crocheting some of her own outfits for the photo shoots, which I think is super legit. Uh, she has won multiple awards for her photos, including the AN or the AFNS awards for the best newborn and maternity photo and the baby photo awards, newborn and child portrait awards, uh, as well as the rise photography awards winning bronze for newborn and silver for child portrait. And her work was also recently published in the Lensational Magazine issue number 88. So definitely be sure to go check that out. Um, Amanda, welcome to Unexpected Experts. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's a, a huge honor and privilege for me. So I appreciate it. Oh, I'm so stoked. This is going to be fun. Um, so I would love to start maybe with your origin story. I know you grew up on a farm with your family just north of uh, north of Calgary. Um, maybe talk well, about we, growing up on the farm and and everything about all of that. Maybe just your your superhero origin story. Sure sounds good. Well, I actually uh, was born a city girl um, in Calgary and we did a lot of moving growing up. Um, but about mm, probably the middle of my teens, my uh, parents, we found a a farm and we were lived out there for a big chunk. And I, I consider that I did the most um, growing up and, you know, my hardest years as well as my happiest years uh, growing up on that farm. So um, it's it's just outside of Calgary. Uh, it's not a huge farm, just a little hobby farm, but um, that place has been my home. It's been my children's home, um, and I have lots of um, very precious memories for myself out there. Um, I moved out at a fairly young age, um, headed off on my own shortly after um, graduating high school, and we went to school together. So yes, we, we did. weren't in the same yep. same graduating class. Fun times. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, where I uh, worked in retail for a couple of years and decided um, I don't want to do this the rest of my life and went to school for graphic design initially. Uh, I, I loved Photoshop. I discovered Photoshop actually in junior high, lived in it, got really, really good at it, and then so decided I wanted to go to school for graphic design and web design. Got my uh, diploma in that and then worked for six years in a corporate um, company working on, in marketing. Um, in with, where in all of this midst, I've met my husband, Jared, who is one of your childhood friends. I believe you guys were in diapers. Oh, today, yeah. Actually. Yeah. My mom <laughs> actually has a picture of the two of us like in diapers next to each other. He's a little bit older than me. So I think he was a toddler and I was just still on my hands and knees. But this is true. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's hard to imagine him being a little baby because he's he's definitely not that anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. This is yes. That's there's there's beards. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So actually, we met we met when I was still in high school. So all this time we were kind of friends throughout that. And then uh, I was in a previous relationship. And then when that was over, he swooped in. So. And the rest is history. Yep. So we were true. we were together from then. Actually, we just celebrated eleven years together, July first. Seriously, holy yeah, cow! Yeah, so it's it's been a long time. Man, time um, flies. I know. So all this time, um, I'm working corporate. Uh, we had our first daughter, uh, and then the second one, and then I I realized um, I don't really want to be working away from my kids. I want to be at home with my kids. Um, and funny enough, my dad had um, always said that I kind of had an eye for photography, but I was so focused on, I want to be a graphic designer. That's the, I want to do Photoshop. Uh, in, my, in my mind, I didn't really re- understand what I could do with Photoshop and photography together. Um, so I was dead set on, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about creating artwork. Picturesque artwork is really what I wanted to do. And then that kind of kind of got boring. I wasn't getting that at my current job where I was. It was just marketing. It wasn't that artistic flow. Um, and then my second child was born. I decided I'm not going back to work. 
um, picked up a camera that my dad had actually given to me for a grad gift when I graduated SAIT. Oh, cool. Um, and started taking pictures of my then baby, uh, Sydney. She's my middle child now. So she was a baby then. Started taking some pictures, playing around a little bit with it. Um, and finding, hey, I can actually do what I love while still taking pictures like of my own work and not necessarily you know, looking for stock photos online, stuff like that. And I right. can get really, yeah. really creative while also being able to take these memories that I obviously cherished very much considering she's my daughter. She's very little. One day she's not going to be this small anymore. And that was six years ago. So she's done a ton of growing since then. Yeah, she's, um, she's definitely not that, that wee little baby anymore. <laughs> she, she is not. She's going into grade one um, in the fall. And wow. I'm, it's mixed emotions. It's very bittersweet. Yeah. My youngest is going into kindergarten and even that alone, I'm like, um, you're my baby. <laughs> you're not allowed to leave the nest yet. <laughs> so they're still little. But when I compare like how quickly the last five years has gone, I realize, you know, the time that we do have with our children is actually quite short. I had somebody say, one time, you know, in reality, uh, you have 18 summers with your child before that child is grown up. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's not that many summers. That just so. puts it all into perspective. And I mean, I guess right? you probably get a few more years with the girls all being spread out, but still. Yeah, yeah still. Wow. When you consider like it's 18. Yeah. And then they, you know, well, maybe it's not entirely true. I still hang out with my parents in the summer, but I'm also... I'm, I'm grown up now. I'm not a baby anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, I had a friend who had a baby, so I asked her if she would mind if I came over uh, and took some pictures of her baby. And I was really excited with how the photos turned out, and she was really excited. Her friend asked if she could have photos done, and it picked up. And so I said, you know what? I actually really enjoy this. I'm good at it. Um I mean, I look back at my work from then and I realize how amateur it was, yeah. <laughs> but that's how, that's how we grow. That's it. Yeah. Um, we, but all, I, we all start somewhere, right? Yep. Started from the bottom, work our way up. Um, and then, so I got my um, newborn training safety certificate and just dove right in, started studying up as much as I could wow. on lighting and uh, angles, posing, um, parent posing, and then it branched into family sessions and maternity sessions right. and child portraits. Right. Now is um, is there I anything that you learned in school doing graphic design and that kind of thing that helped you like in principle to get some of those concepts down? Or was it I a totally new realm that you had to learn? It was very, very different. Um, I was used to working with photos that had already been taken and I didn't necessarily understand the process in creating those images. Right. Yeah. I think what kind of helped expedite my uh, progress was already knowing very fluently how to use Photoshop. By the time that I had started um, editing photos, I had about mm, probably nine or between nine to 11, 12 years of Photoshop experience under my belt already. Right. So that what, helped a lot. How old were you when, you when you actually started, or I guess what grade were you? Because I remember we were in photography class together for a semester <laughs> yeah. or so. Yeah, oh, that's a good story for me to bring up too. That's actually funny. I was in grade seven when I first started oh, playing wow. around in Photoshop. That's yep. crazy. So it's been that little. long. Yeah, Man. I was little, little. And I actually remember, it's funny you bring that up, Jonathan Wong. So I helped with um, the yearbook, especially our grad year. Yep. 
Um, and I put all that together and made it pretty and whatever. But I remember specifically he had at the time got the new Nikon DSLR camera and he let me borrow it. A, a little teenage kid from school and he was our teacher. I think that was his first year too teaching. Um, he let me borrow that camera for the weekend and I was snap, snap, snapping pictures away and oh, this is so much fun. So I think maybe that might have been the early, early stages of, I like photography, yeah. <laughs> but I like Photoshop more. And funny enough, um, Mr. Wong, Jonathan Wong, his son is in Haley's class, so they share a grade. No that's kidding. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. What a yeah, like, weird funny. collision of worlds. I know. I'm like, yeah. oh, your, your father used to be my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like speaking of the girls... All of that, like, um, how do you find you, your kids are learning and growing and developing um, with you around the house doing so many shoots? Because you have your studio in the house, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, yes, I do. Um, I saw a photo that you posted of uh, Haley walking around with a camera and <laughs> and all of that. Like, how how are they? I guess growing and adjusting and learning and and seeing how mom does her work and um, how's that kind of spilling over to them? Well, I hope that they see that there's a time for work and there's a time for play. So they um, pretty well know when when mom has work uh, that they're going to go downstairs into the big man cave with dad and watch TV. And <laughs> nice. they have to be quiet and yeah. they understand that. And, um, and then when it's work time, um, I set aside very specific hours during the day uh, for me to work. They understand during that time that I'm working. Um, it wasn't always that way. This has been a process that we've worked on yeah. over the years and just kind of developed that routine. Um, I think the main important thing for myself to keep in check is that my my children and my home life are my priority and to have those set work hours. Um, I often crack a joke like uh, people ask, well, it's probably really nice to work from home. And I say, or to live at work. Yeah. Uh, so oh, that's a good flip. Wow. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and sometimes when it's really busy, it's really hard to kind of keep that, especially when that workload is piling up. But in reality, if it was a work day, you know, you would say, you know, this is my home time. I'm going to go home and relax. So I have to do that for my girls. So yeah, totally. And I hope that they kind of learn how to time manage. Time management was not always a very easy thing for me to do. So it's also been a skill that I've learned. And I hope that by seeing me kind of going through this, that the girls can kind of learn there's a time for play there's a time for work and there's a time for quality time with the family when we put all of the screens away and we focus on each other mm, so that's cool well i think it's too, easier like, said than done <laughs> it's, it's easy for me to say as a person that doesn't have kids but i know like from what i've heard from other parents is kids really thrive on having structure and having a good schedule do you find that that's sort of the case with your girls um i think you can have all the structure in the world and it won't really work in your favor unless those love tanks are full. So unless your kids are getting that attention and like your full attention and not just the negative attention, like right. be quiet, sit down, leave me alone, let me work. I mean, kids will strive for any attention that they can get. Um, but if you want that positive attention and that positive relationship, it's sharing that respect that you expect of them, you know, when you're talking to them, you want them to be looking at you. You want them to acknowledge that you are speaking to them. You have right. to be able to yeah. return that to them. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget because these kids, they're just little, but we have to remember that they're humans too. Um, they're littler humans. And sometimes they react to things a little more sensitive than an adult, 
can, but the, that's their reality. Um, and I mean, some days it's easier than others. Um, some days it's really hard and you feel like you're failing. Uh, but as long as you just go to bed and say, you know what, tomorrow's going to be a better day mm, yeah. and you just keep trying, then, then yeah. So you can have that structure, have that, the, I guess you could say rules in place, but make sure that the, I always say, I got to make sure my kids love tanks are full that's before right. we do anything yeah. else. So whether that's jumping up to the playground for an hour, tomorrow we're going to Callaway Park. Oh, nice. Yeah, it gets me out of the house. That kind of forces me to not kind of peek at my computer or my phone every now and again to go out and do stuff and get that quality time that way. I would, I would love to talk about, like, really just to dive into the whole photography thing. Um, so maybe how, how did it really start with you? Like, was, was that moment where Mr. Wong gave you his camera sort of the initial moment that, um, that like, lit the spark? Or was there another moment that you remember having uh, that put the idea of being a photographer in your mind? I think... Um with Mr. Wong's camera, it was kind of, it was more of something that I looked back on in the moment being like, I actually really enjoyed that. Oh, cool. And I think that I can do it. Um, in that moment, it didn't have much significance to me. I was like, oh, cool. This teacher's lending me this camera and I'm going to take pictures with it. Um, I didn't really think of anything of it at the time. Um, in fact, for quite a while, I didn't think anything of photography and it was my dad like, you, you should take pictures. You I'm telling you, you've got an eye. And I was like, dad, I don't, I don't want, I legit said, I don't want to be a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I want to do. Um, but then when I had my own babies, I realized how quickly that it's it, ridiculous, how quickly that time starts flying. And you think time flies now, um, have a baby and you'll realize just how quickly that time mm. goes by. It's, it is insane and they change even within the first year from newborn to when they become a one-year-old infant or toddler that one year when you consider they turn from a six pound nugget to a 20 pound laughing giggling yeah. troublemaker <laughs> in one year 12 months uh <laughs> it's yeah that's it's crazy. crazy there's there's and this so uh, documentary series on netflix called babies and i i think yep. i watched the first two episodes and it was it was just wild, like really understanding that the human body undergoes so many more changes than we realize. And I think that first year is the most amount of change that yeah. ever happens in the human body uh, for the rest of their lives. It's true. It's insane. And even beyond like the science of it, just like physically, yeah. and even the emotional changes that a mom goes through. Well, not just mom, dad too. Um, I found my, the feeling that I had, it's almost like a fishing wire, I guess is yeah. what I would try. It's like trying to grasp a fishing wire that's running through your hands. Uh, you want to hold on to all these moments and you're like, I need to remember this. I need to remember this. And then you, you, you don't intentionally forget about it, but you do, you start to forget about it. So, uh, I loved the idea that I could take the artistic creativeness that I love to put into imagery, something that you like to look at, you sit and look and study something that's captivating 
with something that has an incredibly deep meaning for somebody, even if it's not necessarily for myself or the person sitting next to me, but perhaps the mother of the child in the photo, that photo is going to mean so, so much to them. Um, And even on the other side, I've, I've taken pictures of people who passed away um, Mm. after any given time after their, their sessions. And I've had family say, you know, this is the, the last photo like nice photo that we have of them and that photo becomes priceless to them. Yeah. Literally one of their most cherished uh, possessions. So I have great honor in doing that for people. Um, When I discovered that I was good at it and decided, you know what, I, I want to own this. I want to, I want to be awesome at it. Really. I want to be really, really good at this. And I, I want to take this as far as I can go. Yeah. Um, well, there, there's so honestly something, there's something so beautiful about grabbing those little moments, um, on both ends of life, like with your own kids. And then also with, yeah. with your clients that are in the last days of their lives. Like that's, I don't know, there's probably some kind of powerful metaphor in there, but that's such a beautiful thing to capture moments. Um, you don't know the value and, of a moment until it's gone. Yeah. That's one of the quotes. Yeah. I have that on my website. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, so of course I chose, they, they say to not work with children or animals and I chose to work with both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so convincing a 14 day old newborn baby to go into a pose is not always easy, but they are my favorite little people to work with. They're, they're so incredible. They're so sweet. So I love babies. Wait, what, what (laughs) animals have you worked with? I work with uh, dogs. I've done cats. I've done rabbits. I've done horses. Um, most of your barnyard animals you'd find in and around Calgary. Um, but I have photoshopped a baby or two onto the trunk of an elephant every now and again. So (laughs) Man, that's legit. <laughs> I mean, it I guess it's legit. fortunate. If people that, will look at it. They'll be like, where'd you get the elephant? Yeah. And I'm like, well, the elephant in the room is, it's Photoshop. Hey-o. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. I guess I'm it's nice that queen. you don't actually have to like go down to the Calgary Zoo and like <laughs> wrangle an elephant into a studio. And Actually, you know. I did that once. No I, way. Uh, had a, I had a client who specifically loved the Lion King and so they wanted a picture of their newborn sleeping on a lion. So I went to the zoo waited for the lions to come out, got a picture of the lion, brought it back, got a picture of the baby, and then superimposed no kidding. it together. Yeah, and it, That's it's, so cool. It was legit. And uh, coincidentally enough, it was the same month and same year that the new Lion King came out. So it went, it worked out really good. Nice. <laughs> Some nice like promotion for your own, for your business. Yeah. It was like, oh, that, I'm going to hashtag that. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, go figure. I mean, I, yeah. I was just joking around, but you were like, no, I seriously did that. Like, that's yeah. That's super Hakuna baller. Matata. Yeah. <laughs> was there a point that you knew that this passion project had the potential to become a legitimate business and transform that way? Actually, uh, no. I, I did it because I, I loved doing it. I, I've i always been an entrepreneur and always believed that. I want to do work that I enjoy doing. I don't want to feel like when it's Monday that it's, it's Monday. Right, I've yeah. never wanted to do that. And with I just was blessed with uh, photography and being able to be my own boss. Um, 
to just soak it all in and just let things progress as they did, learn new things, try new things, um, you know, kind of trial and error. And it just kind of blossomed into itself, um, which I, I continually, continually thank my, my friends, my family, my supporters. I mean, a ton of work went into it. I don't want to make it sound like it was overnight success or really easy. I worked really, really, really hard. Um, I mean, I've been following your stuff on Instagram for quite a while, for a number of years, (laughs) and it's definitely been a lot of years that, that I've seen you personally, like taking that time to invest and grow and develop and everything. It's been a long time that you've been working on this. (laughs) It's been, it's been a long time. But when people ask how long I've been doing it for, and I say, "Oh, geez, I guess I'm coming up on six years now," it doesn't feel like that. Wow! So yeah. it's it's kind of crazy. I just the more I do it, the more I fall in love with it, um, and it's just I'm honestly a ridiculous goon. Every time a, a baby comes into my studio, I act like this is the first time ever, <laughs> except that I have years of experience under my belt. Yeah. But I just I see the little baby and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like I don't see enough of them. I had like four babies in my studio this week and still every time they come in, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, they're wow. so cute. So oh, I love that. <laughs> and the fact that parents, new parents even, they trust someone like me to put their baby in a bucket and take pictures of them. Yeah. It's just, I'm like, thank you for the honor. I'm going to put your baby in a bucket now. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure has only been like a little bit more weird and everything with COVID too. Like, I don't know. Um, how, how has that looked for your business? Cause I guess you've been able to like, you, you have been working at home pretty well this whole time, even before COVID was a thing. Like, yep. you know, so have, have there been any changes for you in that regard with, with the pandemic? Um, you know, initially it really, really scared me. I was thinking this might be the death of my business uh, if I can't work for months at a time. And I was really, really thankful for a lot of really nice um, clients who helped support me through um, the times when I couldn't work by, um, they'd either book sessions in advance um, for when the restrictions lifted that they they would be able to come. Um, so that meant payment of like a session fee that helped uh, keep me afloat for a while right. or even um, purchasing artwork through me, um, which, you know, all those little things, <clears throat> pardon me, all those little things um, helped me a lot during that time that I, I couldn't work. Um, but the plus side is it was, I think, COVID kind of brought a lot of people together and helped them realize what they actually really, really value in their lives. And a lot of them, like 20, what was it? 2020. Yeah. 2020 was like one of the busiest years that I have ever had for family sessions. It was, yeah. And it's all these families that were kind of like, you know, we're hanging out at home anyway. And I mean, all we can do is go outside. And so let's get some photos done. Yeah. Well, and, so we and I know you did some of those like porch front um, family portraits did, too. Yeah. Like, oh, there was yeah, quite the a front few. step project. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. That was a lot of driving, but <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. Wasn't there like a full day or a full weekend that you were like just driving around the city to different parts taking pictures? Yeah. I did South Calgary on in one on one day. Okay. And North, North Calgary on the second. So. That was a very, very, they were both very, very long days, um, of, of driving and, um, but it was fun. It was a fun project. I definitely didn't get, it was kind of like a photographer community project that we did. It wasn't just myself. There was a bunch of photographers doing it. 
Um, so I didn't get to as many as um, a lot of other photographers did. Um, but I, I did go to about 50 homes, wow. which is a lot. So <laughs> That's bonkers. Yeah, it was a lot. And then actually a lot of those clients um, ended up um, coming for family photos or as many, many people did over the course of quarantine, um, got pregnant. So this year <laughs> yeah. I am super busy with babies. So. Wow. Well, that's good. <laughs> it's like, funny. They're, they're just return customers at this point. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, Oh, thanks. It's great to see you guys again. I see you were busy. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for keeping me in business. Thank you. <laughs> Man, if I had a nickel for the amount of babies I know that have been born during all this, like I'd have several dollars, I think. <laughs> I wouldn't be rich, I'd but I'd, I'd have a few several bucks. Several dollars. Yeah. I'd have <laughs> yeah. a few bucks. Man. Yeah, lots of babies. So actually, I've, I've done a lot of, um, quite a few photos for um, families from our own graduating class who are having babies too. Oh, so cool. It's nice to kind of have those, it's almost like a mini high school reunion and I get to yeah. meet the next generation that's coming. So that's kind of cool too. It's just always, I'm like, thank it's it's such a funny emotion because I know that I'm good at what I do, but it's still just like that level of like, I appreciate this and it means a lot to me and I'm flattered and humbled. Um, and thank you. I'm excited. I just love it. So, <laughs> yeah. How does being a mother to your own three girls, those crazy yahoos, <laughs> um, <laughs> how does how does being a mother to them affect the way that you interact with clients and their kids? So as a mom, I understand that moms are busy. I understand that the last thing that a mom wants on her plate is another job to do. Mm. So my business is very different in that I literally provide absolutely everything for my clients. Uh, you need outfits, I got them. You need coffee, there's going to be Starbucks waiting I love here for it. you. Um, you can literally, like, especially for maternity clients, I literally tell them, you all can show up in your pajamas. Uh, you guys will walk out of here um, ready to hit the town and go out for dinner. Um, so I like to focus that, not just the fact that you're going to come here and get really nice pictures done, but I'm a, you're going to be taken care of. And it's, it's not another thing to do on your plate. Right. Um, yep. It's not running around. You're like, well, I got to get my makeup done and my hair and the kids' shoes are in the toilet and blah, blah. I have everything here. You forget your diaper bag at home. Guess what? I got a full change station full of diapers wow. and wipes and everything. Yeah. So <laughs> that's one of the main things. I Because I know even for me, scheduling a doctor's appointment some days, I'm like, ugh. I don't have time. I don't want another thing to do. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's the same with um, artwork and printing as well. So a lot of my clients come in, um, pick the photos they want, and then choose how they want them printed. I have them printed. I make sure that they printed properly, and then I will actually even come over to their house and hang it on the wall for them. So it's oh, literally cool. like not in, they don't have to do a single thing. They just book the session. They show up for the photos. They pick their photos, they pay for their photos, and it's all done. I do everything else. So. Wow, <laughs> that must have taken uh, a lot of uh, a lot of hours and a lot of resources and a lot of forethought and all of that to kind of get that set up. Like, what what did that whole? I guess you've been doing it for a lot of years, but yeah, I think it just kind of started to slowly evolve into thing. Like, do you know what? If I if I had something like this, I would really like to have this service, or I would. It would be actually. I noticed one time I, the reason I serve Starbucks when people come over is because I had a lot of people saying, "Hey, we're going to be ten or fifteen minutes late. The lineup at Starbucks is super long." I said, oh, "Well, why don't I just start yeah. asking them? Hey, what can I get you from Starbucks? I'll have it here ready for you." 
and then they, they, they have a treat that they can look forward to. They can sit back and relax and they don't have to sit in line and worry about being late for their session. That's they want awesome. Some Starbucks. So, and they love that. That's always a huge hit. So <laughs> they love it. So, um, that's a great bonus. Else? And honestly, like there's nothing more cozy and relaxing than just having, having a Starbucks, honestly. Like I worked at Starbucks for four years. Like I get it. Oh, you so did. You so did. Hey, you should just, do you want to come here and just make Starbucks? You can be my like Starbucks guy. It'll be fine. I'll just have to get one of those like $20,000 freaking espresso machines with the steam (laughs) wand. And yeah, but well, if I get that many sessions and I'm able to afford one, I'll let you know. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Done deal. (laughs) I remember you when, when Haley was just born, you like brought her into the store and she was maybe a few months old. I remember that, that you brought her into to the Starbucks that I was working at. Oh man. It's so funny. It just makes it's so bittersweet. I'm like, oh yeah, she, she was so little, little, little baby. Yeah. She's nine this year. So she's not a baby yeah. anymore. Well, and Sydney um, too. Like she was tiny. Yep. Yeah, she was. They're not tiny anymore. They're not. Uh, I was watching them <laughs> wrestle in the pool today and I was like, oh my. <laughs> These children are not, they are not babies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd love to know also like maybe the flip side of that question too. Um, like how does being a mother affect the way you interact with clients and, and their kids? Like how has being a photographer to so many babies and so many kids and so many families affected the way that you parent? Uh, well, my husband is really sick and tired of me constantly having baby fever. <laughs> constantly. Uh, yeah. Can't he imagine why. Clucky. I know. And some people ask, you know, maybe it doesn't it make it better because you get to snuggle everyone else's babies and then send them home. And I'm like, no, it doesn't because I still, it's not my baby. I can't smooch somebody else's baby, especially after COVID. I'm not allowed to s- snuggle with them. Yeah. So, but um, I mean, I think what it's done is it don't sweat the small stuff. Some parents come in um, and, you know, maybe they have a two-year-old. Two-year-olds are the hardest to photograph ever. Mm. They have they have a mind of their own. The answer is always no. And I think lots of people kind of get wrapped around this. My kid, my child's not going to cooperate. Um, and sometimes what I learned through working with other people's children is, well, what if we just let them think that it's their idea and not – let's not sweat the small stuff. Mm. So even something as simple as, you know, put your shoes on. No. Well, okay. We're going to go outside and take some pictures. Are you going to, would you like to put shoes on or are you going to walk barefoot? And they will obviously say, oh, well, I should put some shoes on. So we move forward with that. Okay. Awesome. And cool. then focusing a lot of the session on playtime. So even if it's a studio session, rather than telling them lay down and say cheese, they're going to say no. Uh, it turns into something more like, why don't you lay down on this big fluffy blanket and then I'm going to see how ticklish you are. And then we play a game of tickle. (laughs) And maybe we play Simon Says and then, especially if they're two years old and they just have a new sibling, they're feeling a little bit, you know, someone stole my thunder. We just focus all on them. I let them push the button on the camera. I let them, you know, I have a, a matching camera that's actually just a toy and I say, do you want to take pictures with me? And then, you know, just letting them have that freedom to do some stuff and to see the transformation in those children's behavior, children that are not my own, but, you know, I'm not their mom. So they get a little more slack and seeing the parents then relax. I kind of pulled that in, like, 
maybe there's a way for me to translate this to my own children and let's not sweat the small stuff and let's give you guys options to choose from and decide right. what you want to yeah. do. Let's, you know, maybe let's turn this into a game and not make it a, a chore, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's that's one way to do it. Yeah, I love and that. Then, and yeah, yeah, it's like neat. So, so many times things like we you get, can pull out. Yeah, like <laughs> we get so wrapped up in in all the big situations and, yeah. You know, I, I think that's just human nature anyway, is we always look at the big, the big kind of overarching or, problem. Or we get and, so set on a particular vision that we have. And the truth of the matter is that kids, yeah, they mess all that up that every single time you have to be able to look at the big picture and maybe you're going to get something that's going to be absolutely remarkable. That was something you never even expected. All of my favorite, favorite, favorite photos that I have ever taken were completely unscripted and unplanned. Mm. They were in the moment, whether it was kids rubbing noses and blowing dandelions or kissing their baby brother on the cheek. Those were all unscripted moments and they are always the most gorgeous and beautiful moments. You can plan a scene to, to the nines. You can say, I want this here and I want that like this and I want the baby doing this, blah, blah, blah. It's never going to beat that raw moment where it's literally the moms look at it and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got this. And even I'm like, dang, I got this. Look at this. Looks good. Like who's holding that camera, man? Someone's got a fast trigger finger. I'm going to tell you what. Somebody needs a raise, dang. (laughs) That's funny. So yeah, accepting the bigger picture. Don't be so set on something and then disappointed if it's not what you got. Maybe, Maybe you got something that's got potential. Maybe you've got something that's actually even better than what you pictured in your head. Totally. So that's another thing too is some people ask, you know, do you plan all of these poses and sessions out? And no, I don't. I say, okay, I have a family of five on this day. Ages are blah, blah, blah. We're going here. Uh, can't wait to see you and see what unfolds on that day. Cool. And it's, that's, that's, that is what it is. And sure, like you might go in with a bit of a plan or maybe some some ideas of poses that you've done in the past. Yeah, but like we'll go to the bridge and we'll do some sitting ones yeah. and we'll stand up. But any of the moments where I, I just recently posted one and it's I had a set of boy-girl twins um, and they were sitting and playing in the gravel and I was snapping pictures and out of the blue, you know, I said, give each other a kiss, but they just leaned over and gave each other like this big, huge, <laughs> smooshy kiss. And the way they had their arms all splayed out and they're leaning over their legs, it just was the most <laughs> adorable moment. So and the cute. sun's like gleaming from behind them. And I was like, this... Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. just look at this. It's so adorable. <laughs> I think the, the word that comes to mind for me through like just hearing you talk about all this is like adaptability. Yes. That like there's only so much that you can plan. There's only so much that is scripted. Like even even the conversation that we're having right now, right? Like I've got some ideas for yep. for questions that I've wanted to ask, but so much of this, like 98% of this conversation is totally unscripted it's totally organic and i think too even even the um the the porch front like sessions that you did and going around calgary too like that whole thing was in response to a global pandemic and that you weren't able to do the same type of photography that you've been used to yeah and so you have to adapt and you have to go with the go with the flow and you know all Mm -hmm. of that i think that's that that's just kind of the word that stuck out for me. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think well, that ties in perfectly because especially with COVID, uh, that was completely uns well, 
that was completely uh, on all of our books well, completely yeah. unscripted. We had no idea that yeah. that was coming. We had no idea what was going to happen. We realized very quickly that we had little to no control over what was happening all around us. Um, but what you can control, uh, which is funny, uh, my kids love Frozen, Three Little Girls. I mean, I know that the, both of those movies, Inside Out and Backwards. <laughs> yeah. Can you um, say target little... audience? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it comes in handy. I sing all of the songs during sessions. So, so nice. It's all good. Um, but there's a part where Olaf says, uh, this is what we call controlling what we can, which was literally, well, uh, maybe I can't control when we will be able to go to the playground again. But I know that I can order some food in and we can make cupcakes. Mm, yeah. Or I don't know when we can go sit down at a restaurant again, but we can play restaurant at home, stuff like that. Um, and then just still making fun and being thankful that we had a home and each other to, to be around. I'm not going to make it all sound like butterflies and sparkles because there was moments where it was like, I'm trapped in here with three crazy children yeah, and I'm going crazy and I don't know what to do. Um, but yeah, adaptability. And I mean... A year and a half later, I feel like we're doing pretty good um, with all of this COVID stuff being on on the end. Yeah. So that's a relief. Fingers crossed. You know, everything's Fingers on the crossed. up and up. Knock like, on wood. <laughs> I guess at, at the time of recording here, we're on, um, today is July 8th of uh, 2021. So um, just a few days ago, restrictions in Calgary were finally lifted. Um, after a few days, uh, I think it was Canada Day that we had restrictions for the province lifted. So we're definitely yeah. like in a more open state than we've been throughout this entire thing, which has been such a breath of fresh air for sure. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> hey oh, mask <laughs> puns. Yeah. Mask puns. I know. It was weird. I went to 7-Eleven today and I walked in and I was one of the only people wearing a mask and it was really weird actually to see people's faces but oddly like refreshing at the same time yeah. it's like a bit of shell shock like i've got the I, same thing is, at work it's, too it's funny how our brains have changed over over even just a year and a half where initially i think it's just the humans not liking change yeah totally <laughs> at least for myself because at first i was like you're not making me wear a mask i don't like that i don't want I'm not going to wear a mask. And now I'm like, I still like, I like my mask. I've been wearing it for a year and a half. <laughs> I spent so much money on masks. I bought I some so nice masks. Ones. Yeah. I have nice ones and now I can't wear them I anymore. can't just put them in my sock drawer. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Next pandemic, I'll be ready. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, but I, yeah. I like that idea too of, um, of control. And there was so much control that we lost over everything. And again, like that, that idea of adaptability, like I'm, I'm just thinking of all the businesses that had to change and adapt and everything yeah. that, you know, the place that I at, that, that I work at, everything that we had to do to adapt and figure it out. And we had to shuffle things around and yep. all of it. Like, and, and I know that I'm, you know, that the place that I work at is not the only place that had to change literally everything, right? Like there were some mm -hmm. people that had to, entirely move their office home and work from home for like months and there is some people who couldn't even work a lot of small yeah. businesses um i work uh with a hair and makeup artist and it's funny how the chain reaction would work because 
So my hair and makeup artist, she does hair and makeup for my maternity clients. And while I might have been able to work, she she couldn't. Right. So yeah. clients that had maternity sessions of which they were promised hair and makeup, I was at a point where it was like, well, you know, either either we do it without hair and makeup or you're going to have to wait until until the hair and makeup artist can work again. Right, yeah. So, which kind of put everyone in an awkward position and we all recognize, you know, this is all beyond our control, but it was frustrating at the same time. So, yeah. Well, and and we're all just, you know, I I think even still, we're all trying to make the best of it and figure out this whole thing one day at a time as best we can. Yep. Yeah. We're all in it together. So, yeah, that's it. What is something that you wish you knew when you first started doing photography that's now allowed you to take bigger steps towards success in the future? Well, definitely like the level of cleanliness in my studio. I mean, I've always kept a clean studio, but now it's just kind of a little bit more amplified, realizing that there's really tiny babies that come to my studio. There's Um, just more of an impetus on on having that level of cleanliness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of being mindful of you know, what they're being exposed to and that I want my studio to be a place where people are comfortable. Um, they know it's like comfortable in all, all ends, not just that there's a comfortable couch for them to sit on, but right. oh, yeah. this place is like, I can smell that it's clean and I can see that it's clean and I can see that this photographer is really mindful of mine and my brand new baby that I love very dearly and care very much about and might be a little overprotective of right now. Yeah she takes that seriously that there's no shame there I'm like I, I see you I hear you and I want to do this for you and I don't want to breathe on your baby and make them sick or or whatever because I think that's one thing that we also learned with all of COVID is maybe you're sick and you don't know yeah and then you totally. pass it on so I don't want any of that going on so you just never know uh, being flexible with clients and that. So I used to do a lot of in-person ordering appointments, which I still do. Um, they'll come back to the studio to pick their photos and pick their product. Um, but in the sense of, you know, someone's maybe not feeling very well or, um, you know, they've got all of the kids at home. Maybe they have more than one child and getting out of the house to look at pictures is is difficult doing Zoom appointments, Zoom ordering appointments with okay, them yeah. where they're still getting that same guidance. Um, but you know, they have the convenience of home or, um, they're not being exposed to anything if someone is, you know, immunocompromised or, or vice versa, someone is sick and they don't want to bring it here, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So that's another thing as well. That's, it's kind of expanded my business. I'm capable of, of many things now. And I kind of got tricks for everything, which makes it easier on everybody. So, right. Yeah. That's cool too. I like, I like. Just the simplicity of doing a Zoom, like picking photo session. I think that's brilliant. Because yeah, why not? Yeah. You can just share your screen with other people, and they can see the photos in just as good a resolution or close to it as as what you're seeing them as. That's pretty brilliant. Yeah. And I like to give like a guided um, a guided approach to when people choose their their images. One, because I need the validation for myself. That's the one little guilty pleasure for me is I want to hear you 
going gaga over your pictures yeah. because I that's my validation. But you know what? Like, like if, if they're excited, then you're excited and it feeds back, right? It's a feedback exactly. loop of excitement and joy and, and all of that. I think that's great. Yeah. And then, you know, the times when maybe they see a photo and I, I can catch the like, oh, I just I just wish that blah, blah, blah. And what's what's the problem with this photo? What is it that doesn't have you completely sold? Right. And maybe it's well so-and-so's face in in this one I, I like it better in this one but i like my face better in this one guess what i can take your faces from either photo that yeah. you love and smoosh it into one and you would have never known that unless i was sitting here listening so that's that comes in handy too that's great. I've, I've made plenty of perfect family photo where everybody's face has been swapped so that's a thing (laughs) just a mosaic of family photos pretty much and maybe sometimes it's like oh there's only one family photo i'm like well actually this family photo is like six photos together so it's technically six (laughs) (laughs) try and find the seams i dare (laughs) you i dare you you won't find them but that's okay (laughs) you can try (laughs) i think that's a good transition to into another question that i've got and this kind of goes back to, um, you know, you being in school and all of that, like actually being educated in how to use um, Photoshop and doing graphic design and all that. Um, I think, especially in a creative space, and I'm, I'm learning this more and more, being in a creative space, there's not a lot of value really placed on creativity as much as there is on like financial gain and success mm-hmm. in business and that kind of, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so what I've really loved and appreciated about um, not only the quality of photos that you take, but also the approach you have to running your business is charging what you're worth, right? And yes. and making it very clear to people that have questions about maybe why your rates are what they are um, and trying to break that down for people in a way that they can understand it. Because yeah, we live in a in a society that doesn't appreciate creativity and creative arts as much really as as it should especially for those of us that are kind of in that world and and see people in that world so what's what's your whole perspective on that i'd love to get um just a cole's notes version of that whole idea of um knowing your worth and communicating that to people so like you know there's kind of like that running joke where it's the artist says no one no one understands me (laughs) (laughs) it's not a phase mom (laughs) you know i legit have a poster in my studio that says um you know it's not a phase it's my passion oh that's Um, good yeah because i very much uh and maybe people don't understand it but we all have something that we're passionate about and even if we don't all value it the same to me it's an it's rude and an insult to to discredit that for somebody if it's really important to them and they place a lot of their value um it's rude to just kind of brush it off. But at the same time, you know, maybe like for me, I can't stand sports. I, I am not good at Thank sports. Thank you I think so much. sports are boring. I'm, I'm so there with you. I couldn't <laughs> be bothered. <laughs> but I'm not going to like sit there and, well, not with my husband knowing, but if he wants to watch the hockey game, I'll just say, okay. And then I'll walk away and, and roll my eyes upstairs. <laughs> so he can't see, even though he doesn't even play hockey, but that's besides the point. So if, if he's, um, if he's listening to this, like, sorry, Jared. <laughs> 
You don't even like or play sports, Jared. So if you're listening yeah. to this, <laughs> get wrecked. You don't even play. <laughs> I guess for him, the better one would be video games. I sure. I see zero point in video games, but he's very good at gaming, yeah. and he he likes he likes to do that. I actually um, had so- a very good episode. My I had a good episode where I talked with a friend of mine about video games because he's a video game developer. Ooh. And so we talked all about that. It was very good. It's episode seven. So that, yeah, that might be a good one for, for Jared to check out. Perfect. Yeah, he <laughs> likes go. gaming. So he's anyway, long, I'm kind of bunny trailing off the original question. Um, but for a actually. So I'm going to kind of like bunny trail a little bit and, and go into how. I got to the point of where I am today. Okay. Um, I started out very, um, very affordable. And by affordable, I mean uh, very, very cheap. Um, because I didn't understand, you know, from my perspective, just starting as an amateur, I have a nice camera. I push the button. I make it, I, I put a filter on it and make it look very pretty. Uh, voila. $40 right. for the pictures. Yeah. 40 bucks. And I was like, that, that seems fair. That's fair to me. That's fantastic. And then as I started developing my business, I realized, um, I've outgrown my camera. I need a new one. The one that I need is $5,000. I don't have $5,000, which means that I either need to stay where I am or I need to raise my prices so that I can afford my new camera. So up go the prices and you lose some people who were, you know, they wanted to pay $40, not $200. Okay. And then we start going up. Uh, now, now I want some new lenses because I'm realizing now that the lens is limiting my ability to capture a photo the way that I want to, whether it's the depth of field, um, composition, sharpness, stuff like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, any of these lenses cost anywhere from nine hundred to three thousand dollars each. Okay, I can either stick with what I have, or I need to raise my prices. So up go the prices again. Okay, now I need. I'm realizing in low light situations, I need to have a lighting situation that I can use. That's another five hundred to a thousand dollars. Oh, let's not forget about Photoshop that I use to edit the photos. Um, that's $30 a month. My website is $50 a month. Yeah, totally. The software that I use, you know, all of this stuff, everything costs money. And you're realizing this business is costing me tens of thousands of dollars a year to run it. Wow. Um, and that's without a profit. And you realize, well, um, I guess I can do this for a, a hobby and do this. And which for me, this is my full-time job, which means I need to make that money first before I even start seeing a profit. And then let's not forget about taxes. If we're running a a legal business, which I do, I'm fully licensed, fully insured, and I pay my taxes. So that's another huge chunk out of your business um, that the government is taking. So at the end of the day, when um, you're realizing I need to be making a thousand to two thousand dollars per client that walks through my studio, and then you ask how many people would pay a thousand to two thousand dollars for pictures. Do you see kind yeah, of the thing? So totally, yeah, it's kind of um, something that I've I've had to know for myself. Um, I am doing this because I'm really good at it. I'm really good at it. 
And even though sometimes I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm not as good as it as good at it as I think I am, I need to have the confidence that I I I'm pretty sure that I'm good at this. I know that I do a really good job at taking excellent photos for people that they they really, really, really like them because they wouldn't reach out to me if they didn't like them. Yeah, totally. Um, and I know that I treat my clients really, really, really good because I've gone to, I, I'm a, a client and customer to several businesses and I know that what I serve is compared to any other business is really, really, really special. And I would feel special. And I think that making people feel special is really nice. And I think we all really like to have that. So I know that I do that and I hold value in that. And I also owe it to my family to be able to put food on the table with with what I do. If I'm going to be spending time capturing memories for other clients, when in reality, I could be at home making my own memories with my family, I think that I owe it to them to at least have something to bring home to put on the table or on their back or over their head to say, you know, this, I had to go to work, but this is what I brought home for you. So that's the value that I bring that way. So I'm lucky enough that I have a job that I don't feel is work because I very much enjoy to do it. Enjoy to do it. (laughs) I enjoy doing it. Um, There's also jobs that I hate. It's not just pushing the button. It's not just taking the photos. Um, I'm a one-man show. I I don't have an assistant. Uh, I do all of my marketing. I do all of my websites. I do my blogging. I do my bookkeeping. I don't do my accounting because I am terrible at numbers, so I do have an accountant. Um, But um, I do my shooting, editing, responding to um, clients, like inquiries, customer service. I place orders. I inspect orders. I deliver orders. I install orders. I am the customer service rep. I'm human resources. And then on top of that at home, I'm mom, I'm the cook, I'm the taxi driver. I'm totally everything else. So yes, I need to be paid for my time. Also because the average newborn session takes me three to four hours just to shoot, not edit. Right. Wow. I spend several, several hours with a client. So at the end of the day, when you tally up all of the hours, I'm making just as much as you are to put food on my table. It's just, it feels like a lot because it's an all at once, one-time cost. Um, And I think that a lot of people, and it's not just photographers, I feel like a lot of artists struggle to find that value because we're hard on ourselves. We're like, well, you know, it's not that hard for me to do this because you have a talent. Yeah. If it's a talent, it comes easy to you, but you shouldn't discredit it because it comes easy to you. You actually should add value to that. I I have the capability of being able to do this. I have a special skill that people obviously want and I'm specialized at it. And it takes me a lot of time to do it, even though I enjoy doing it and it's easy for me to do it. It still takes me a ton of time. It takes me a ton of effort. I've put a ton of time learning how to perfect this and get really good at it. And and stuff like that. And I, if I'm going to do this for full-time work and do it properly so I don't go to jail for tax fraud yeah. and stuff like that, <laughs> then I need to be paid. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, uh, it's not cheap. It's not. So that's just, it is what it is. So, I mean, we can race to the bottom or we can try and scramble our way to the top. Um, and I don't really go down without a fight. So I've worked my way up from $40 for a session, uh, which funny enough, I I worked every single day that year. 
uh, and I was taking upwards of 10 sessions a day. Wow. Uh, and my take home salary for that entire year was $6,000. Wow. And I didn't have a single day off. That was my take home salary for that year. That's wild. <laughs> and I wonder how I survived. Yeah. And I actually went into depression because I worked myself so hard. Yeah. And I promised I was never going to do that again. It was not worth it. I said, I will work less, charge more, and have that time with my family. Um, that balance thing that, that I've learned growing up with kids as well. Because I was 20 when I had Haley. So I've done a lot of even growing up for myself in that time. And so it's a lot of soul searching, value finding, self-worth discovering kind of adventure so maybe another question here just kind of going off of what we were talking about like with all the growth that you've had to do and um, not only in yourself, but also in your business. Like, what's something that you've maybe identified in yourself that makes you a great photographer? I think I have the skill of being able to picture something in my head quite, I know we, just, we spoke about spontaneity, but so going into that, I can picture something very quickly. I can see a patch of grass and my clients might be like, it's a patch of grass, but I see it and I'm like, um, that's amazing. We're going over there for a photo, even though to them, it's just the stinky little patch of grass. And then they get that photo and it actually looks like a jungle of super tall grass around them with the sun glowing behind them and they're right. seeing yeah. the kiddo and it, they're just like, oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah. Isn't that cool? Isn't that <laughs> it neat? It ain't just grass, y'all. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's an entire environment of exactly what I want it to be, or even light. Um, I have studio light in the studio, um, and I can make that environment look exactly the way that I want to. But sometimes it's just like that moment of, oh, this baby maybe is not sleeping. Okay, well, I'm actually just going to shoot with the light behind them and do like this cute little outline with their feet all sticking up in the air and we'll just get all the little details of their toes cool. and yeah. their little splaying little fingers and mom and dad will love it. They'll see it and in that moment, they're like, my kid's are not cooperating. They're not going to get, she's not going to get any nice pictures and then they see these pictures and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. <laughs> I get that a lot. People are like, how do you get anything? This feels like an absolute like crazy show I'm like, oh, <laughs> I got you don't you worry I know exactly what I'm doing so it went editing. great <laughs> and so, yeah every now and again there is editing yeah um but I also don't like to take too much of like the rawness from the photo either so right I think that's yeah. something that I've learned a lot also is yes I I do love photoshop um I'm really good at doing artistic photos in photoshop but I guess this kind of ties into your question perfectly. I've actually developed, I've actually developed the skills of a photographer too. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually know how to use the camera and I know how to use the light and I know how angles work. And now yeah. I know like, ooh, yeah. so I don't always have to edit um, the photos. Um, but sometimes it's fun to switch it up and make like that super fine art edit with 
you know, deep shadows and captivating eyes and right. maybe yeah. a, a whimsical background kind of stuff. So, or if but, I completely botched a photo, but it's like really cute, and I'm like, I can, I can save it. It's good. <laughs> I got it. I mean, even just hearing you talk about that, it kind of reminds me of what I've even done with this podcast. Like, I could easily just record something into my phone and then put it on Spotify. Sure. But I figured I wanted to make that initial investment and learn how to use the software and get a good mic and get some good gear and, you know, set myself up because there's this, there's this term in recording and I've done some music recording and I've been in that industry a little bit, like just gotten my toes wet in it, but there's this idea of like garbage in garbage out. So if, if the audio signal that you have going into the thing is not great, there's not a lot you can do to fix it on the back end. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what you're saying a little bit too. Like if you don't have a great eye to see a good picture, and if you don't have that good picture, then there's not really much you can do to make a good picture out of a picture that isn't really there. Yeah. And it goes with gear too. Totally. Um, yeah. I know because I have people come to me all the time with pictures they took off their iPhone can you edit this for me? Just like how you edit yours. And I look at it and I'm like, uh, this is a thumbnail. I, I, I honestly cannot. There's, and it's, it's kind of hard to understand unless you're working with it all the time, but yeah. there's it's literally like, do you not know enough what resolution. That is <laughs> do you, what the res is this. Uh, there's literally not enough information in this photo for me to be able to manipulate it that you in the way that you want me to. Yeah. I, like I said earlier, my camera, cost me $5,000 and the lens that I shoot with my favorite one it was $3,000 so that set alone is close to $10,000 to $7,000 there's my math skills right there uh and that $7,000 setup is going to produce a much nicer image than your iPhone is and that's just the way that it is can you take beautiful photos with an iPhone absolutely sure but I mean you can also take a or cook a great meal with i don't know with a with a light bulb like an easy bake oven (laughs) you know yeah you can make a cake and dip or like a box my husband loves boxed um mashed potatoes oh yeah (laughs) over the real stuff and i'm like well okay if that's if that's what floats your gravy floats your boat but (laughs) but um yeah that's that's the same garbage in garbage out so Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, I got one more question for you. What is one thing that you wish people knew about being a photographer? Uh, we care way too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> this literally, I wish people understood how much we care about their photos, their memories. Hmm. Um, I have the nerves unlike anything before every single session and before every single ordering appointment. And I've been doing this for years and I still get nervous. Like, I hope they love their photos. I hope I do a good job. I hope, you know, it's just all this stuff. I, even though I, I know what I'm doing, I've been doing this for so long. I, I feel like I've seen it all. You know, I've, I've worked with happy clients. I've worked with not so happy clients. I've taken sure pictures of people who brought stuff, stuffed octopuses to their sessions. And I've, okay, you want that? Okay. But I just, <laughs> we care way too much. And then when someone's upset, it's like, I, I understand like, 
we're running a business, so we have to have certain things in place. But I just, I wish we could let you know how much we want to, like, we care. Like, I care. At least I'll, I'll say for myself, I care so much. And when someone's disappointed, it makes me really sad because I want people to have a good time and I want them to have a positive, um, you know, tie-in with those, with their photos. Um, so if there is a miscommunication or things go a little bit awry and somebody gets upset and, you know, things happen, um, it sucks. It ruin it, it, I've stayed up, uh, nights, like pulled all nighters because I I've been upset over something or, or whatever. Uh, we care a, a whole heck of a lot. And it, that goes even into color theory. Does Jared, my husband, he, I'm sure I drive him nuts sometimes because I'll ask him the most ridiculous questions. Like, does this photo look magenta to you? And he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> magenta. Does this look magenta? He's does like, it look more pink or not? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Does this look warm or cold? And he's like, it's outside. I'm like, the, the temperature, the temperature. I can't see temperature. He doesn't, he doesn't understand. I don't know. Is there snow on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> it's summer. <laughs> Are the shadows blue or yellow? Like, <laughs> Or I'll show him a side-by-side -side of a photo that I can see a clear difference. And he's like, so what am I looking for? Like, we right, just care. Yeah. <laughs> we just care so, so much <laughs> about all that. And then even things, oh, man, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've practiced speaking with clients to make sure that I sound like I know what I'm talking about and mm. make sure that they understand and that I can understand and... They've literally read books on how to be a better listener and how to be, you know, more of a people-y person. Totally. To, to make yeah. them comfortable because I care so much. I When people come, I want them to love everything. That being said, I have to also accept that I am a human. Sometimes I make mistakes. I yeah. might be a little bit late. Maybe I didn't get the photo that you were hoping for or didn't maybe maybe we had different visions you know maybe I saw something that I got really excited about and then somebody else you know maybe that wasn't exactly their cup of tea or style of photo and then there becomes a little bit of a like mm, well, okay well now we need to come to either a compromise or work something out which that's just the way that it is especially in the creative world when yeah you know totally. you you work in this you have a particular style you have this particular workflow and then someone comes in and maybe just kind of thought that you know well butter is the same as margarine <laughs> do you know what i mean I and mean, then they look oh, the same but like they're really they're not, not the, same. the same yeah exactly <laughs> and like oh i didn't think it would matter or oh, my favorite phrase you can you can just edit that out right <laughs> sometimes if you hold your hold your horses i am very good at photoshop but there's still limitations yeah, <laughs> totally so yeah. things like that. Yeah. I love that. Um, actually, before before I let you go, where can people find you on Instagram or Facebook or any of the socials or your website or all of that? Uh, my website is www.hocusfocusphotos.com. So my uh, photography name is Hocus Focus Photography. It's a pun on words, um, kind of like magic with the pun of focus. So Hocus Focus Photography. Um, don't forget that it's focus because lots of people think it's hocus pocus, but it's not <laughs> <laughs> two, two very different Instagram accounts. 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a Halloween movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and then Instagram, I am uh, hocus.focus.photos.calgary. And then I think if you actually just Google uh, Calgary newborn photographer or hocus focus photography, I should be um, close to the top of your hit list. So cool. Yeah. Well, and I'll I'll be definitely tagging you on my Instagram posts whenever whenever those are in there. So if if any of you are following on my Instagram as well, I'll have um, links to her instagram account there too but man, well thanks so much amanda this has been great i've i've really enjoyed this chat um it was good to like catch up a little bit and also hear all the things that you've been learning and growing and developing with your business and and everything so thanks for having this chat this was great thank you for having me it was it's fun to blab on about my business i can i'm passionate about it so and i can tell that you have a passion for what you do as well. So it was, I was pleasantly surprised to be invited. So thank you. Thanks so much again, Amanda. It was really good to have you on and to just chat about your whole photography business and the kids and everything. So thank you again for, for joining me here. Also make sure to check out Amanda's website at hocusfocusphotos.com. You can see a lot of her work there and connect with her about setting up your own newborn or family photo shoots. So definitely make sure to check that out. Also, head over to patreon.com slash unexpected experts where you can support this show financially for as little as three bucks a month. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you next time on the Unexpected Experts podcast.